Hello, everyone. I am super excited to have Brian Nabavi of Till You Collapse in the studio today with Tess and I. Hello. Hi, Brian. Hello. How, How you guys are you? doing? Good. I'm lovely. I woke up today, so I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? He has this Hustle Harder shirt on, <laughs> and I like it. You should own one, honestly. I know. Why don't you? I don't know. I guess I missed it. You should pay more attention to what I post. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> so glad to have you. Ha- yeah. Happy to have you here nice. today with us. And I have a feeling that this uh, hustle harder is going to be a theme of the podcast today, and that's probably why uh, the universe had you wear that shirt. Oh yeah. Um, but I think um, I'm so so curious to have you get started talking about the beginning of everything. Nice. Uh, Jess gave me a little bit of insight to kind of the startings, and yeah. we love. Um, drilling down to the components that make somebody successful in sure. their own way. And I am so excited for you to share for with sure. with all of yeah. our listeners about your story. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm grateful to be here. And I'm sorry I'm late. I'll let everyone know. I was late and that was on me. No excuses. There's this group I'm in, Entrepreneurs Group. And if you're late, you have to give the pot a hundred bucks. Like okay. the, you want a hundred bucks? No, it's not in our constitution. But I was just saying there's a constitution. <laughs> There's um, a hundred no, bucks. No. But well, I here, just, this goes in my tab for shakes because I'm going to be getting these shakes all the time. These lovely shakes. There's I one right here. I need you to drink the shake I made you. That. <laughs> I'm just watching it warm up right over there. there. It's like breaking my heart. Oh, it's like frothy. Yeah. Ooh, it's it's going to be good. Oh, I need oh, to just know it. that it's better than the other shakes you've been drinking. Mm. Oh. It's very, very fresh. Yeah. Tastes amazing. And it's bougie. Yes. Right? You got, you got some nuts sprinkled on top for me. Yeah. It's chocolate sauce. He's going to be one of my regulars. Yes. There's. If you're not going to take it for the being late, then you put it on my tab. I'm not taking that at all, but um, I <laughs> well, definitely want so, you to have I'm a tab everywhere so, I'm at. <laughs> I'm not taking it. <laughs> By the way, when uh, we talked about a $100 penalty for being late, he just like, pulled out a wad. So I don't know what's going on over here, but we need to know the secrets. I mean, I have his credit card to him and go shopping after. <laughs> I'm not going home. Yeah. <laughs> She's not lying. <laughs> so I, I thought I was kind of cool because I was looking at Smith Bell. And back when we were tearing out a wall, um, I think it was in October, not I think, but I had one of your original Tell You Collapse pants on. Yeah. Leggings. Yeah, I remember. And um, I was telling Tess, like, you, I mean, I first met you when I was at my old location and you were selling leggings out of the back of your car. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just I still wanna, do, actually. Do you? Yes. I mean. I'm not too good for that. I will deliver and sell leggings out of the back of my car if someone needs me to. I love it. Still, to this the day. cars just changed. It's a little fancy. Yeah, the cars have changed a little <laughs> bit, but the hustle is still the same, honestly. I feel like anybody would buy anything out of the back of your cars now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did back then too, though. It was, I can sell anything to anyone, so. Yeah. So how did that start? Like you worked at CalFit, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, fitness. I mean, I've done fitness my whole life since I was 17. That's when I got in the industry. That's my passion is fitness, and I changed my life through fitness with my transformation when I was younger. Then helping people lose 100. Some of my clients almost 200 pounds, and just changing their lives and being fulfilled through that because I know how it changed my life. Right. that then changing people's lives is the real reason why I wanted to do it. Yeah, I was crazy, you know, Persian sales guy. I used to sell, I think my top year, uh, my top month at 24 Hour Fitness was like $40,000 in training individually. 
You know what I mean? I used to just ask people for $10,000 at a time and just, you know, sales and being genuine, though. The thing is, the reason why I was so good is, you know, you have those cheesy, salesy guys. And then you have the guys that are so passionate and girls that are so passionate about training, but no sales ability. Like, you know how you've been in the gym, you know, they're like the best trainers, but they can't sell shit to anybody. And then you got those cheesy dudes that, you know, they, they don't care about the training. Well, I was kind of the best blend of both. I genuinely cared. And I could sell anything to anyone, so that was kind of the best of both worlds, right? And I just um, did great as a trainer for so many years. Um, and then, you know, I left fitness for a little bit, and I got into real estate uh, when that whole boom was happening. And then that's kind of when I lost everything. And I got all my stuff repossessed, kicked out of my house. Very, very low place to be, lost everything. And that's kind of a chip on my shoulder that really I'm scared to go back, and that pushes me every day still now. That's why I say, I'll still shit out, sell shit on my trunk because I never forget where I've been and where I come from. No matter how successful I get, that's who I am to my core. And then I, um, I said, screw this, I gotta get back to my passion, which was fitness. And then I went to CalFit and kind of worked up the ranks and was the GM for their biggest clubs and doing great, you know, making 150K a year on my way to 200K a year, which a lot of people strive for that kind of money, right? For me, it's like, at the core of the cars originally was a kid motivated me and I'm like I'm not gonna drive cars like that being broke with as big a family as I have making that kind of money in the California you make 150k you have a sole income for five six people you're barely paying your bills you know what I mean so I'm like you know that's when I started I started it when I was at Calfield on the side you know literally working 20 hours a day um, you know the gym industry sales is sometimes nine to nine seven days a week and then I started this you know 8 p.m. till 2, 3 a.m., you know, for a year, um, burning the candle at both ends. That's very hard to do, and it's not something that's sustainable, but when you're growing, you have to do that. You have to make those sacrifices, and there is really no balance. Like, people talk about balance, and everybody has their different definition of balance. We're all different, right? And we have, we can all have different varying degrees of balance in different areas in our life, but as far as when you're really trying to grow something, whatever it may be, there's going to be no balance. There's either you're doing it or you're not. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, selling out my trunk and hustling. And in a year, it kind of grew to a point where I had to pick one or the other. And that was about seven years ago. And that's, is that how long ago as we met? Yeah, I mean, I was at that location for eight years. And yeah, it's been that long ago for sure. I just remember thinking, because you know, when you're a, an owner of something, you get hit up all the time, yeah. right? People want either want freebies or they want you to donate or whatever it is that they want. And I've always been somebody that's just kind of stayed in my lane. You know, I've never really been, although I'm in the industry and I'm a pro, like I'm also on the side of more spiritual wellness, mental wellness, yeah. where it can be a very superficial oh, for sure. place to live. And that just not what, that's not what my calling was. You know, I was supporting a family and stuff too. Yeah. So I just remember being really inspired by your story because when you were selling stuff out of a car, I didn't know you had a family. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, it's, I, I've always like, my, my wife does an amazing job, like four kids, that's a full-time job. And I've always, you know, kind of old school values and, you know, I've always supported the family. And that, I mean, just what she does, even for us to pay someone to do that is, is crazy, mm-hmm. right? So it's always been on me for that, at least the monetary aspect of it like that. And uh, yeah, just doing what I have to do. You know, the first four years, as I talk about like, I was working 15 hour days, not even making enough money to pay our bills. And that's the thing people don't realize. They see me right now. Yeah, I got a little water in my pocket, 
nice cars but it's now like it's been the last mm-hmm. two years of almost 10 years of work to get there like the first four years i would work you know on the business for 15 hours and the money i was making i was making less doing this full-time than i was for the gym when i was making 150 200k there i took a step back and i literally had to work full-time on the business and then i would have to hustle shit on the side mm-hmm. flip shit facebook marketplace mm-hmm. find stuff flip it hustle shit just to and that's not to even like live a happy life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's necessarily happy because what's happiness, right? But I'm talking about not to have extra money for things mm-hmm. I want. That was yep. just for needs, like to feed my family. Yep. Like, and that's what people don't realize. And that's what most people aren't willing to do, that kind of hustle that we're talking about. When you're working four years, 15, literally like not even 15 hours a day because I work 15 hours a day. Then I have to go work to make some money on the side just to pay my bills. And not just for a week, not for a month or fucking, can I cuss? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already. You, so, yeah, no, I, yeah, I cuss no, already yeah. anyway. I cuss a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> for four years, right. and they see where I'm at now, but they don't realize that kind of that's the realistic. That's the real story of it. And I'm not fabricating anything. That's what mm-hmm. I lived through, and it was hard. And there was times I wanted to quit. I mean, just being real. Like, and there's still times I want to quit. Mm-hmm. This last year has been yeah. one of the hardest years since then. This yeah. last this last year in business has been one of the hardest yeah. years since back then just being real i keep it real with everybody i'm not trying to be something i'm not or act like everything's perfect like we got the conversation the other day like yeah. i'm pretty real and vulnerable with everything i do and that's what makes me different than a lot of these people that are have success or in business and stuff because everyone's trying to put on a show and everyone's trying mm-hmm. to be fake everyone has this outer layer and you know that's i can't stand that so and i think it brings up a really important point like you've talked about how um you know no balance in your life, getting up every day, selling out of your trunk, like it drills down to like, what is your why? You know, and I think that a lot of times people don't start there. They want to just like, well, you know, well, I want a fancy life or I want the cars I want. That's not specific, right? That's not specific enough to work until 3 a.m., get back up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym, to work till nine, to get back into the garage. Mm -hmm. And so what, at, at at the end of the day, why do you do this? For me, honestly, is is the freedom um, that comes with being successful and self-employed and and being your own, you know, uh, the freedom and and just, you know, originally when I was younger, it was the cars, right? And then as I, you know, had a relationship and a family, it's the freedom for the time Mm -hmm. with them and just having some quality time with them. Because back when I was at the gym, I barely saw my family. Like I was working nine to nine, seven days a week, making 150K a year. Oh, you're doing good. But... I left when my kids were asleep. I came home, my kids were asleep. I missed their sports games. I missed their practices. There was no quality time with them. Um, and being present. That's one thing now as busy as I still am because we're going through a big growth phase right now. So there's less balance now than there had been over the last couple of years. So I'm kind of back in that less balance phase, but just making sure that whatever I do with them, I'm truly present there with them. Um, no phones, no distractions. Like they get all my focus and even though not may not be a big quantity of time it's very very quality time Mm -hmm. and that makes up because you know there's a lot of people that are spending time with their family but they're not there they're not connected they're not present Mm -hmm. and really what is that like you're there on your phone or you're there not even paying attention right and we've all been there i've been there too that's one of the biggest things i struggle with but it's the freedom to be able to do whatever the fuck i want to do whenever i want to do it Mm -hmm. and nobody tells me anything I don't miss anything with them still, no matter what. And they yeah. know that, right? And that's yep. the thing is dad's going to be there, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what. And that's important to me. You know, that that's yeah. the main thing. So that's my why. That. Yeah. And just, and just showing my kids what's possible because yeah. 
I feel like with this new day and age, this new younger generation, old school values are less than ever as mm -hmm. far as work, ethics, everything. It's just like crazy what I see nowadays. And if I can show my kid, not just, I tell them a lot. Like I type conversation with them and explain our story and why I'm, you know, because their friends see me and the cars and like, but my kids know what we've been through to get there. Yep. And I make sure they know. You know, my oldest knows because he was there through the hard times. He's 14. My younger one's not so much because they haven't really had it hard. He was actually there through the rough times, so he remembers it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't know. So I make sure they know, um, and I explain it to them. And I explain why I do what I do, and I explain why I expect them to be the same because they're going to crush, you know, anyone that has those kind of old school values, they'll crush this new generation of kids because this new generation of kids, you know, they don't have that work ethic. They don't have those values. And when you pair up versus someone like me, it's, they're going to get dominated in every aspect, everything. So I'm just making sure that they, they feel it, they see it, and they know why, I, you know. Yeah. Well, we live in a, I mean, let's just be honest, Loomis is a place where there's a lot of entitled kids, right? Oh, yeah. You're not talking about, there's nobody... I remember talking to the principal out there when we were interviewing for Sisterhood to talk about like, hey, what does it look like when we drop our kids off? And she's like, honestly, this probably isn't the best. I'm probably not the best one to talk to because we're a little bit outside of the norm. Of, we don't really have kids that are like on um, the lunch programs and stuff like that. You know, these people all have good lunches. Mom and dad are bringing them lunch mm -hmm. to school, like packing their lunches and and so there, you know, there is a big difference. And I just know with like Smithville and like watching how many kids come through there. I mean, they're spend they're they're going brew and spending twenty dollars a day. Like mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I didn't. I was not raised where I was just had however amount of money I wanted each day to go out mm -hmm. to beach hut no. and get me a Starbucks and yeah. get me a. And these kids don't know any different, you know. So mm -hmm. it's like entitlement or like you know they'll come like I have older siblings that I raised and it's like oh you know might be a little short on rent like I never thought I'm gonna go to mom and dad and ask yeah. for rent money yeah ever yeah I was like I need to hustle on the side and make sure that my bills are paid so the mentality going into it is much different yeah. I agree and the, and there's no traditions in homes there's no like well that's the thing too is like one of the biggest things for me still um as busy as I am and we are is I make sure like family dinner like every night we have dinner together mm -hmm. I make it a point like we have conversations ask about their day they ask about mine and we have that time together you know because honestly you know with kids like even in my household keep it real like they go to their rooms especially as they get yeah. older they do their own thing like even though I'm there I don't see them even as much as I'd like to be because yeah. they're you know they're teenagers are getting to that age they don't want to be around dad and mom and but we make sure we have that staple in our house where we all communicate a little bit every night mm -hmm. we have dinner and and it's important it makes a difference and even my kids pick up on it like they're like you know we have dinner every day my son the other day said something like we have dinner every night together my friends don't even have dinner with their family so they know you know what I mean? So yeah. they're, they're realizing it. So just little things like that. And I make them pay for shit. Like, in my, my kids are, they're so Persian. Like, I'm half Persian. <laughs> I joke about it. Like, but they're so Persian. My kid has such a fat wad of money in his wallet because he saves his money, right? Yeah. And then he asks me for shit. And I'll say something like, I know you have money in your wallet. Like, pay for your damn self. What we do is we, we earn money, we buy shit, and then we work to get more. Like, yeah. I'm not going to buy you something. I know you have money. And they get all pissed at me. But, like, that kind of entitlement yeah. stuff, like, I don't... I make them work for what they have and they can yeah. buy their own shit, yeah. right? That's so funny. Yeah, it's just like... I love that. Yeah, you know, and that's and I tell them that all the time. And, you know, here's the thing, too. It's, it's funny, too, because keeping it real, I'm an only child. Mm. And 
I never kind of went without. Like, I we were middle class. My dad and mom were separated. I lived with my dad. He was an immigrant, came over here when he was 20 with nothing, right? So he created a great life for himself. But he really, you know, in our culture, especially, you know, from the Middle East with boys, they're kind of, it's just the culture. And being an only son, I was definitely taken care of. You know, I never went without. Even some people would say I was spoiled. And I'll keep it real. That's just, I mean, I got my first car bought for me. I never went without. But it's funny, that's not how... I'm treating my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's funny because obviously I had nothing and everything I have, I, I earned, you know, which is, and I don't know if that's why, because I, you know, I didn't have to, I didn't have to buy them. And like I said, I'm real with everything. I'm not here to put on a show for anybody. I was taken care of very well, you know, growing up. Um, and I, I was a good kid. I kept out of trouble or whatnot, and I never took advantage of it. I never asked for more. It was almost offered to me. I was never ask, ask, ask. I was never that mm-hmm. kind of personality. But like I said, I'm almost harder on them. I am harder on them than I had it at their age. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. I, like I said, I know that I, I've earned everything I have, and maybe I want to instill that a little bit in mm-hmm. them because I didn't have that. Yeah. I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, the world is a much different place. It is today. much different. It is, yeah, yeah, it is much different. And these so. kids need to learn resiliency because let me tell you what, if there's anything that we've learned, especially over the course of the last, you know, two years, is that if you're not resilient, they'll take you out, you know? 100%. It's like you really have to dig in. I mean, I remember coming to your place when it was like weird. Yeah. Remember we were that? like curbside. We hay. sat on the curb. Yeah. Yeah. Like we literally sat on the curbside at wow. this place. And like, I just remember. You go kind of like through your contacts, like in your head, and I'm not like on my phone, but like people that you think are aligned with the same kind of beliefs of you that was not going to be offended mm-hmm. if you stop by, like, what are you doing? You're not allowed to be here. Nobody's allowed to be around or, you know, and you're just like, let's just like sit outside and talk about how bizarre everything is right now. But yes, we laughed so hard, did we not? Yeah. It was Yeah. <laughs> and it's still going on. And here's the thing. It's just a crazy world we live in. Like, I'm just... And I've always been in the, like, I'm, I'm just, it blows my mind because I have, I'm very simple. Like, I'm just like, treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we all just, what happened to that? Like, yeah. I don't care who you are and what you believe in and what you want to do with your life. If you're a good person, I respect you. Like, you, everyone's, a, everyone should have their own opinion and own, own ability in this free country to do what they want. Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're a good person, you love me, I love you. Who gives a shit what you do and I do? We, we treat each other right. Like, yeah. that's all that really matters, right? Yeah. And it's not, though. No. And it's, it's so yeah. muddied and convoluted. Like, it should be, it should be that simple because that's really what it is, right? Yeah, I think that we're there's so much fear now. So you know, fear is creating like this anger, and yeah. I've got to I've got to blame somebody for my position now, right? Especially over the last couple of years, yeah. it's like, well, I haven't been able to get mine because of A, B, and C, and so that's this person's fault or this group's fault, or yeah. and instead of coming back to me, right? Like, what am I responsible yeah. for? How can I step out there and be myself? Like you're saying, if I treat my neighbor with respect, look at that, I'm taken care of, yeah. right? It just it, it exactly. works out, but and, and yeah. it's it's very simple, like. You, you treat people how you want to be treated, and if they don't reciprocate that, they're cut out. Yeah. Right. And the problem is, a lot of people nowadays aren't like that. Yeah. If you're not like them, if you, you don't believe yeah. like them, yeah. you know, they, they automatically don't like you. And that's what's beautiful yeah. about this country. That's what's beautiful about mm-hmm. living here. I love the differences. Yeah. Why the hell does everyone want to be the same? Yeah. 
Like there's no where's, where's the we can't interest? build anything yeah. if we if we're all bringing the same piece yeah. of the puzzle to the table. Yeah, yeah. Do, do do what makes you happy, and if if you're my person, it makes you happy. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yep, that's how I feel. And the pruning, I think the we, pruning. Talk about the we talk about pruning and like yeah. boundaries. But you know what? I was meeting with one of my mentors in the real estate space, and she was saying how because she's been working at home, she used to be like really funny, and she's lost like her sense mm. of wit, like being witty. And she had told her boyfriend, like, I need to go back into an office because I don't even feel like myself anymore. Like, I'm not even funny. Yeah. And she had tears in her eyes. Like, you could tell that, like, and I I had looked at her and I'm like, how cool of that for you to, like, actually have enough self-awareness to know that that's something that you lost, something about yourself that you loved. But I think that to that point, there's a lot of people that have been in isolation where they haven't stayed connected. Yeah. They can't even formulate a thought anymore. Mm-hmm. Their, their thoughts come from like what they see on, on social oh, media. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they're just like reposting. And it's like, is that really how you feel? Is that what you think? Is that, and then you get in front of them and they can't even talk anymore. No, yeah. Have, how many awkward conversations have you had lately where you're just yeah. like, well, you also don't know what you can talk about. Yeah, yeah, that, that feels yeah. like more yeah. like because you like put something out there and you're like, I wonder if this is gonna go well or not. You yeah, know, it's not, and it's sure. pretty benign. But yeah. you're like, you can almost immediately tell with somebody's reaction. And you're like, sure. okay, yeah. And, you know. and the thing is, is, is just a lot of like you said, people just not want to stand up if they feel a certain way. They don't even want to really stand up for it yeah. because they're worried about creating waves or what people mm-hmm. will think and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think a lot of us feel more like than not. And, yeah. but everyone's kind of worried about whatever someone will think or what someone will say or whatnot <laughs> and that kind of thing. And like I said, I've been pretty open about it from the start and I'm a pretty fair, like I said, you heard what I said about like treat people how you want to be treated and everyone like, I don't care if you want to do whatever you want to do. I'm fine with that, but I should be able to do whatever I want to do too. I, we can make our own decisions based on facts Absolutely. and data and stuff like that. And anything, not just this whole last couple of years, but in all of time, like it's, that's how it should be, right? Like, yes, find like, your happiness. I, I feel like yeah. it's always been, like this shit's been going on forever, obviously, with all these different situations and stuff, but it's barely been amplified these last mm-hmm. two years. But people are still the same way over a bunch of different shit, right? It's yeah. just like this is the most yeah. ever been amplified, like kind of under a magnifying glass. And it just sucks because how much they're trying to take control with it. And, and mm-hmm. when they start limiting the things that we can do with our life with it, that's the biggest issue, yep. right? Yep. So it's like... I mean, I remember having tests, like, you know, she was um, working at the sheriff's department mm-hmm. during, like, when it was really weird. And she was the public, she was doing all the public announcement to the public. Uh-huh. So I remember, like, watching it real time, how it impacted her family. And then us, like, sitting on the curb, like... I saw so so many different dynamics inside the studio from therapist to everything. And I'll, she's retired now. I mean, mm. she's moved on and transitioned. Mm. But, I mean, you were getting threats to your family and yeah. going through that. Yeah, and absolutely. having to have a stance, right? She's yeah. just reporting yeah. to the public. But still, it's like really? you watch that and, and I watch her every day come in here. Yeah. Like, just like me or you, just out there doing her job, yeah. serving the public yeah. at a much higher level than we do, mm-hmm. right? And you're just like, how how did we get here? Yeah. Like, how, how did that yeah. happen? Yeah, and I think just like either of you sitting here, I mean, there's really a crossroads. I mean, there's a few things in your life or moments in your life that you realize like this is, I, I'm either going to go left or right, or, I, or I'm not going to stand up for myself or I'm not going to. And it was just that time to break off and say like, I've, I've, this has served its purpose in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and it's time to, you know, regroup How and go do something else. This was in July. I left in July. This year? Right. Okay. And, um, what, and what did you do? 
I was so I was a sergeant in okay. the sheriff's department okay. here, and here. but I was the public information officer, I so I was you. the one on TV and, how long and stuff. Did you do that for a year and a half? Okay. So I started right before COVID, mm. and then went through till you like to work for and you wanted for a long time. Or? No, no, you just um, kinda... I, I was asked for the <laughs> oh, I was asked I to you. do the assignment. Okay. Um, I was a patrol sergeant at the time, and so I was asked to do the assignment again before, and I don't know that it would have mattered, but before everything changed, and then it really just became like a major spotlight right and and that's fine and and um and i navigated through it and i learned so much um about myself about what i wanted in life that was i did 15 years in the sheriff's department so, so that's what i so yeah. it's not a year and a half you've been in the so sheriff's sorry, for yeah. 15 years okay, right that assignment time. was a year and a okay, half but right total 15 years total 15 years like dedicated a lot of your life to and the thing that's right. crazy to me is like I have the utmost respect, I always have. That's how I was raised, right? For law enforcement, first mm-hmm. responders and military. And I feel like it was like like these older school values, like the things mm-hmm. you guys do for us, like we owe you guys, you know what I mean? And like it's crazy, like you said, this new generation and this way this new world is going, it's like, it's crazy. It's like, yeah. I, I still, honestly, I don't, be, it's hard for me to believe sometimes. I feel like we're in this crazy movie honestly and it's just like and this new shit keeps coming out and keeps happening it's still going on but but not only the stuff about what's going on with the health stuff but like i said the stuff with law enforcement and stuff like that it's just crazy to me like we used to sit like in the middle of covid she yeah. would she would have two phones yeah and we would be in loomis and we'd just be like you know getting together because we we were very intentional about space like that we were together a lot because you needed each other yeah mm-hmm. and we'd sit and her phone i just remember looking at her and being like there's no peace in that you yeah know? because it's it's crazy yeah, out there right now it is yeah. and then when the riots were downtown yeah she wasn't sleeping and then she was coming in here to train yeah and like you know we were lifting her up as a community but it, it was like it's really, even when I look back on it, because we had those same rights come through Roseville. Yeah. Where, like, as somebody that this is, like, I oversee these people. We were outside. Yeah. And I'm on the curb mm-hmm. doing workouts. Yeah. And they come plowing through here. And they're like, I'm in charge of all of these people's safety right now. Yeah. And there was kids mm-hmm. because there was distance learning. Yeah. And, like, you know, and you're like, this is so crazy that you get to this place where... You know, we are not, you're not necessarily, you, you don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. You don't want to say, we see this march going on, like For I'm sure. taking offense, but yeah. at the same yeah. time, it hasn't been very good, so I want everyone inside. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And being respectful all the way around. I, I, I just think anybody that was in any kind of leadership role at all in this last season has been challenged like well what what do you really believe in as a leader to whatever you're leading in totally and i think and to your point earlier about you know talking about your startup and the grind and and all that i think that it's also i realized through that season that it's so important to have discretion about where you're supposed to be a leader and you know staying in on a journey just because that's where you've been can be so detrimental to your life because you're 100%. just being put in a role now and it's like but who am i and and you can lose yourself in that and so the regrouping and if that is the path if it's like this is where my grind is supposed yeah. to be then then stay there and ride it out but if it's not it's like creating yeah. your own path yeah. forward 100 percent. and that's that's something huge that you just said because a lot of people feel like they don't want to quit right it's because yeah. it's negative to quit or you're a quitter yeah. or whatnot but you're not quitting i mean because that path you were on you dedicated so much time in your life so much work effort everything but then you got to a point when you realized that it wasn't being respected appreciated or reciprocated so that was what you had to do i mean that is honestly the right decision but right something you know and you did the right thing honestly right but oh, absolutely but 
a lot of people, it's it's hard to quit certain things, and it, sometimes it's better to quit because you're gonna go do something else that's you were meant to do, right? Absolutely. And how do you feel now since then? I feel like, and it's so funny. Um, it's been such a roller coaster yeah. of emotions. Um, 100%, 110% that was the right decision yeah, to make. Yeah. There's been the craziest decompression season I of bet. my life. I and bet. so. Well, because it's it, six months. I mean, not even. Yeah, yeah it's been not six that, months. Yeah. So, in order to build myself to get out, I started a law firm. So, while at the tail end of my law enforcement career, I was building that law firm. So, it was that crazy grind, right? Because yeah. I'd go to work all day and then I'm building the yeah. firm at night. Yeah. And so, letting go of the nine to five quote unquote, yeah. be on call 24 yeah. seven and having that weight lifted. It's like, there is this space there and I have to be so mindful of allowing myself to grieve through a career that had, yeah. you know, it's ups and downs and, and partners murdered and all of those things yeah. that I don't think I really had the space at the time to, mm, yeah. to feel. Yeah. And well, so you, now you it's like, situation. yeah, you gotta be on it. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah. you know, wow. some days are like, okay, yeah. like this is where this is coming from. Feel it, own it, deal wow. with it, um, and and find a way through it. Because if I, you can't carry that, right? Yeah. You can't carry that for for a lifetime. Well, that's um, awesome. I'm really happy. Thank and, you. And excited for you. Honestly, that's that's got to. I mean, be amazing, right? Yeah. And you said you started a law firm. I did. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, I, and and I'm glad that. I had something, right? Yeah. I had something else. Cause you know, for, um, you know, people to try and find, I don't want to say try and find, but in, in explore other talents yeah. in something that's already demanding a lot of you. Like mm -hmm. you're working the nine to nine at the gym, yeah. right? Oh. To, to explore that other talent, yeah. build something. I mean, that creates, it's that's, hard. It's oh. hard. And honestly, a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. They don't No, And that's, it's not, it's not for everybody. It's totally. not for most. Honestly, that's why, you know, the amount of success really is truly, however you want to define success, right? Is a small, small percentage. And then like, you know, people just, they live in that little comfortable place and that's how most of society is, right? And yeah. that's why it's, it's not easy. And it's, here's the thing, the the basics that make me successful, because like I said, I barely graduated high school. I hate school. I'm good at a few things, very, very good. There's a lot of things I fucking suck at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me Same. to keep, keep attention. My kids at or spell better than me. Like, I'm very not book smart, right? But like, there's certain things I'm very good at and it's very simple shit. Like, and I say it all the time, it's like, I take action. Like I take really quick action. Like I'll dive in and just do shit. You know, people overthink things and they're waiting. They want this. Like oh, I yeah. just take action. Like, like I'll say something and like do it an hour later. You know what I mean? And then I'm very, very, very consistent. Like crazy consistent. Like no matter what, right? And then I, I just my work ethic. I work. I work hard. Like those three things are really mm -hmm. the pillars of what makes me successful. You know, I, I do shit, I do it consistently, and I do it harder than you. And yeah, it sounds simple yeah. enough, and it is pretty damn simple, but try doing that shit over years yeah. when life's punching you in the face, and you're broke yeah. as hell, and you're sick, and you're tired, and everything is telling you not to. That's where the hard part is, because the foundation of this shit is really simple, but it's just what it takes to keep that shit together for years. Yeah. You get to a point when you have a little bit of success, and then, you know, it never gets easier, because here's the thing, when you're climbing that mountain, it's really hard. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, theoretically, right, you hit that goal, it's you're not done. Like, just to maintain 
the level of life I have now is hard as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Talk about the pressure on my shoulders, right? right. All the, you know, mm-hmm. the the staff I have, their lives rely on me, my family, the lifestyle I live now. And then now I have new goals, which are up here. Mm-hmm. So I'm climbing another mountain. So it's yeah. like, you know, you don't want to stop setting goals for yourself. So it's hard. It's very hard, you know, and it, it never stops unless you stop it. And that's why you see a lot of people reach some success and then they go back. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people yeah. reach a lot of success and then they kind of lose it mm-hmm. all because it's hard. It's even harder to maintain than it even needs to get there, honestly. Yeah. Right. Or even celebrating too soon. That's the thing. Yes. Right? Yes. And and feeling like, like I made it. Yes. And there is no actual made it. Right. And so. Yeah, right. And that's, yeah. that's the hardest thing because for me, um, I'm so hungry and I got such big goals and I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't achieved shit, honestly. Um, and. You know, when you achieve a little bit, yes, you want to celebrate them, but a lot of times people celebrate them too much where they start spending too much money or they kind of take their foot off of what got them there. And then it's, it goes, it goes just like with your physique. Like a good example is I talk about fitness and business paralleling each other so much because they do. Like I've been working out for 26 years. Like since I was 13, fat kid, me, me, fun of, and I changed my life. Like this has been doing since 30, I'm 39 years old now. So it's like, this is my whole life. And yeah, I've been working to build my physique you see here for that many years. And it's like, if I stop working out in six months, yeah. I'll look like I didn't work out at all. So just the consistency <laughs> to maintain this is so, a good example, really good. right? Yeah. Just like with mm-hmm. business is just like to maintain success in your business. And the thing is like right now, what what really drives me? Cause like, Listen, I, I've had nothing. I'll have nothing again. I'm a really simple guy. As long as my friends and family are healthy, that's really all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like these cars. I like things. Who gives a shit about them mm-hmm. really at the end of the day? But what keeps me motivated is my people's goals. Like, I think about them. Like, I, I, if me, like, if I didn't make an extra dollar for the rest of my life and I just could maintain this lifestyle, mm-hmm. my house is nice, my mm-hmm. family bills are paid, I have a couple decent cars, I'm happy. I'm grateful, right? Um... And, but for me, it's like to push me to continue to go that next level, I have to because I want all my staff, like I, I want people, like I want people inside my company to make 200, 300. I want, honestly, I have a goal to pay someone seven figures mm-hmm. under my company. I've said yeah. that for a long time, but for me to get there, the company obviously has to be a huge thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So that drives me is thinking about them, their goals, what they want to achieve now, even more than me. Mm-hmm. And the problem with a lot of people that have companies is they're always thinking about themselves, yep. themselves, themselves, themselves. And really it comes down to the people. They're the most important thing. And they're the hardest thing is just finding people that fit in your culture mm-hmm. and finding people that you truly can because there's the thing, like I say to them all the time, I say, this is not a job, like this is our company. Mm-hmm. If you act as if this is your company and you give me the kind of effort, dedication, you know, and try to pull that out of them and get them mm-hmm. thinking like that, then that's really when you can build something great like that together. Because you can't do it by yourself. And if no. you don't find people that are going to work like that for you, you're not going to get it to that level, mm-hmm. which is hard to do, honestly. That's the biggest challenge where I'm at now. Yeah. I was going to ask you, that was one of my questions, is like going through... <laughs> Um, you know, the season that we're coming out of, there's a big talk with people that own companies like us or like our employees, like being, it's hard to hire good people right now. Did, so you have an e-commerce business right now. Yeah. So did one, did that do well when the pandemic hit? 
didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't. The okay. last couple of years have been very hard for my business because of the section it's in. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you hear a lot of like e-commerce. Everyone's from home. Everyone's right. You hear mm-hmm. it's doing good, but the thing they don't tell you is only certain sections are doing because e-commerce. A lot of people are shopping for needs e-commerce, mm-hmm. right? So everything everyone needs, like groceries stuff like that all that e-commerce boom like amazon shit that you need around the house but as far as like luxuries um you know yeah. my, my clothes are a luxury and we're not the cheapest we're not the most expensive but yes yeah, 70 dollars for a pair of leggings you figure everyone's kind of struggling less people are working mm-hmm. than ever inflation look how much gas is look how much yeah. stuff is costing so really a lot of our clientele is kind of like middle range middle class honestly is our big clientele well, if all their money, extra money is getting taken mm-hmm. up by inflation, how much gas costs, how much groceries mm-hmm. costs, all, everything costing more, the free money they have to spend can't go towards a $70 pair of leggings. Yeah. So, are you, so are you finding that your clientele, the majority come from California or do you know that? Do you know A what? lot come from California. Really? Because yeah. yeah. we're the most impacted, yes, I feel like. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. California, and that's our mm-hmm. biggest amount of our sales are California. Okay. And we're the biggest impacted state. And then also in turn, the amount of advertising and marketing, it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, like I said, it's been a rough couple of years. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing. Like I said, all my employees have gotten taken care of. Um, we haven't closed a day. I'm making less money personally than ever. Every single one of my employees has gotten significant raises both years. Like I said, I'm always about them taking care of them, making sure, you know, they're taken care of. And that's just hopefully they realize and they feel that. And then moving forward, we're starting, things are getting better now, thankfully. Hopefully, we'll see. But we're going to not stop working regardless. But we're trying a lot of different things and we're we're trying to adjust and pivot and do what we can because I'm not going to quit, obviously. So, but we have to make it work because business has to be profitable, right? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and I feel like, too, creativity and people like us did decline a little bit going through the pandemic just because it was like we didn't really know what was going on, or I'm speaking for myself. So there is this moment where you're just trying to get into the day in and day out, like just get through it and see how it's going to go, and you lose time, right? Like all of a sudden, you're six months into this thing, like... I, this mindset that I have right now of like go with the flow is yeah. you know not not really good but I did feel like creativity I had lost it there for a little bit I was more of like taking on every like you you know you have employees I have clients like they're my number one making yeah. sure their mental health yeah, is good 100%. and like I saw so many people come in here. I mean, I I love, I remember training people. Like, you become close. You guys right. talk. Like, you listen. Mm-hmm. They, they get out their stress relief from the weights, and they talk to you, too. So yeah. you, you hear it all, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I trust me. I know. And another thing, too, is, like, you remember gyms were closed for, like, a year. Yeah. So, yeah. like, as far as my business, who cares what you wear when you're working out at home? You're going to wear pajamas. Yep. Right. Right. So that was like a year taken out of my business. Like, you know, you get a new gym outfit, you feel good, you look good, you want to go work hard. That's half of the fun about it. But if you're not working out at a gym, who do I care what I wear? Right. Right. So it's like, you know, it's definitely an impact of fashion. That industry was definitely impacted, especially in this state. But it is what it is. Like I said, it's the thing that sucks about it is it's out of my control. Like everything, like Mm -hmm. what I've earned and what I've built has been in my control. I control my work ethic. I control how I lead my team. I control the decisions I make and usually get a direct reflection, positive Mm -hmm. or negative from your decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this has been something like I literally 
doesn't matter what I do. I don't control what's going on in the world. I don't control the rules and regulations coming down. Like it's literally like I have no control of it. And I'm not used to that because I'm used to controlling almost my destiny based on my actions and my work and all that kind of stuff. You get a direct result from that. Yeah. Well, this it's like, shit, it doesn't matter what I do. I can't control stuff closed. I can't control any of that. I think people underestimate it too. Like as somebody that's, you know, owns a uh, private gym, I guess, underestimating the fact that people actually wanted to go back to those big gym settings in the sense that because they were isolated for so long, it just felt nice to be around people. Yeah. Because I saw, I was actually in one hour EO meetings and Peloton had like way underestimated people going back to gyms and the stocks had gone. I mean, those bikes resale value right now are nothing. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I waited <laughs> like eight months to get one. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, six months ago you could sell one of those for the price you paid. Right now you'd be lucky to get Wow. You know, yeah. a fraction of it. So I think people, yeah. I, we've talked about this before, Tess, where, you know, if we're experiencing something in the world, there's typically a place in history you could go back and say, what what did that look like back then? You could at least kind of like go back in history and see like, how did this play out? What did it look like? Or like now I feel like we're living in a place where you don't really get to go and say, <laughs> how does this one play out? You know, like. So I really feel like there's one of two things. We're sitting around last night. There's families out in Loomis that we do ministry with. And um, we were sitting and we were talking about like the biggest wins of 20, you know, like this last year. And, you know, I think a lot of people spend time in the negative because there's negatives, right? But I don't know about you, but I'm like so grateful that I am my own boss because I call the shots at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Like if I want to keep my business open, you know, and I did and I got yelled at Yeah. and I'm like, I'm good with that because it's my decision. Yeah. Somebody's not telling me how to do this. And so I felt like that's a good thing. I couldn't imagine somebody oh, telling no. me what to do with my body oh, right no. now. Heck no. Like yeah. I would be unemployed, yeah, you for know, sure. for sure. I no. just couldn't do that. A lot of people don't have that option. And they no. don't no. have the option, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's such a like wonderful time for those people. Like if you're not aligned with these things, then why aren't you pivoting? There's so much opportunity in the season. Why aren't you getting mentors and figuring out how yeah. to create your, like you said, your freedom? Yeah, for sure. You know, because this is the season where if you don't think that that can be taken away, like we all just see oh, yeah. like how that played out, for you know, sure. which is like a money motivator for me. I want to make money because who knows if this will happen again. Yeah. Like I don't want, like I just want to have enough money in place where I don't have to like worry. For sure. For the yeah. kids, our kids oh, yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know. 100%. Because it, that's scary. Really scary, honestly. And the thing is, is like it's not even happening again. Like we're not even done with this. Yeah. Like it's still going on. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, does, it's, it's does it here. end? Yeah, it's <laughs> still here. It's still here. So yeah. it's, and the thing is, is just, it's, it's easier said than done because you, you know, you got to find something you're passionate about. And a lot, everyone's passionate about something. I don't care who you talk to. Someone will tell you they're passionate about something. It's just finding what you're passionate about, figuring out how to, um, you know, dive into that passion and feed that passion and find a way to monetize it and then put that work and consistency and action yeah. and effort behind it for time because it takes time. It's going to take a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like nine years for me and I just started making money, a little bit of money in the last couple, well, not really the last couple of years, a few years and then now it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's like, it takes a long time and you get a lot of people online that are, trying to take advantage of people and preach to people how easy it is and let me teach you this and let me teach you that. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really built any companies. They just, they, yeah. 
they're regurgitating facts from books and facts they learn from seminars and stuff like that and they're only like really just regurgitating information that's not even their information that came from someone that really built something right right? and then they haven't really their only business is teaching you how to build your business but they don't have a business I know well that's the (laughs) thing with fitness it drives me insane it drives me insane there's a lot of them but you know in the fitness space there's a lot I mean you're in it you have influencers like and I don't think that a lot of people understand that like those people while they might look good in those that clothing, yeah. like what is it that they really like have built behind it? For and so sure. then you have somebody like me that owns a gym where, you know, it devalues the marketplace in the sense where I look at it like going over for the meal prep place that just opened, where it's like, you know, I don't I'm not asking to be an influencer. I am yeah. not somebody online like, do I have influence? Yeah. I have way more influence by to belly with people. I have relationships in this marketplace for over 15 years. People that come to me and call me when they need something because they know that I'm going to give them solid information. And to me, that's way more valuable, but that's not something that you're necessarily going to see replicate like in in the numbers. And so I I just feel weird and I'm 40. Like I'm not trying to, I mean, I want to look good and I work out hard to take care of myself, but I don't, it's, I don't know, in that whole fitness influencer space, you know, like sometimes I feel myself burnt out on that image thing. Because yeah, I'm like, all of that, I'm not trying to keep up with that. You well, know? the problem is too, is it's a lot of, a lot of it too is younger people mm-hmm. that have yeah. amazing genetics and they're young and um, you know let's be real when you're 23 years old and you have no real responsibilities and all you do is work out all day and you have great genetics behind it and you eat whatever the fuck you want and you still look like that it's a lot easier to talk about well talk to me at 40 years old with three companies and four kids and I'm a fat kid and I have the worst genetics and for me to look the way I look I literally have you see me at 5am on the stairs and I work out with weights and then I'm at 10 p.m. on the stairs again and I'm eating 2,000 calories a day starving to look like this yeah. on top mm-hmm. of everything else where your only thing is is to work out that's the only thing you have to worry about for your day yeah. and you act like you know you're doing so much and it's like Let's be real with what you're actually doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, and to that point, I think that like it's it's easy for people to feel like, oh, I have this great innovative idea, and it's like, no, you don't. You're likely doing the same exact thing that someone else has, has already done. Yeah, you or, are. Or everything's already right? been everything's done. Everything's already yeah, been done. Yeah, so done. I think that go find that person who has actually done yeah. what it is that you're doing and get that advice, and don't think that what you're looking at on a social media platform yeah. or whatever is actually true. But go seek those people because they're out there, right? Yeah. Jesses, you, yeah, like, sure. hey, yeah. that is legit, legitimately somebody that's been through the trials and tribulations of doing what you're trying to do. They exist, they've yeah. done it, they've learned the lessons, they can help you avoid some of the stuff that they've had pitfalls in, yeah. but not the like showy, you know. And probably, a lot of them even get surgeries, and yeah. a lot of them take yeah. a lot of, you know, drugs and, and supplements yeah. to look like that. It's just yeah. the reality of it, yeah. and if they don't, nobody talks about it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like I've talked about it openly, like I'm, I'm, on hormone replacement like I I've taken a lot of supplements back when I was younger I'm very mm-hmm. open about it I was used to compete I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder when I was younger you know I've taken supplements I jacked up my hormones mm-hmm. so you know I, I I'm on testosterone for the rest of my life and I'm real mm-hmm. about that because I try like I said I try mm-hmm. to be real and be transparent with everybody because you know for me to look the way I look a I gotta have my hormones every anyone your hormones have to be right yeah. and you have to put in a lot of work your nutrition your work but if your hormones aren't right which mine weren't if I don't if I don't take testosterone I have like 
the testosterone of an 80 year old grandma mm -hmm. and and no matter how i ate or how i lifted if i if i mm -hmm. left my hormones unchecked i would not get anywhere it's mm -hmm. just it's just physics and it's your hormones it's your body so now i have to take testosterone every week for the rest of my life basically yeah. and my hormone levels are at the high natural level so i'm still within a natural mm -hmm. level i'm just like i'm 18 years old forever so i feel amazing i feel amazing wow. and and my 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 i just feel amazing right but for me to look right, I, any man or, or woman, women don't realize their testosterone is very important too. Right. Um, it's like a guy's stigma for guys, but girls mm -hmm. just as important. Um, your hormones have to be right, and if you're really struggling, if you feel like you're working your ass off in the gym, you feel like you're eating perfect, and your results really aren't coming how they should, because they should. If you eat, you know, it's, it's very mm -hmm. simple. It's, it's physics. Like if yeah. you're in a, if you're <laughs> a deficit sure. calorie-wise and you're working your ass off, you should be getting results. And if you're not, which happens to a lot of people, because a lot of people's hormones are off, mm -hmm. get your hormones checked, guys and girls. Yeah. And it's not taboo. If it was taboo, because here's the thing, like I said, it's really what I have to do. And I'm not taking excessive amounts. I don't want to be this huge, crazily, overly jacked guy and take like excessive amounts to be above crazy natural levels. I'm happy with being at a high natural level. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying, I'm looking for longevity. I want to live long for my kids and all that kind of health, you know, and this is part of it. If your mm -hmm. hormones are off, that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a taboo. No one talks about it and, and people lie when they do take stuff and it's all crazy. All yeah, and then board. you're trying to achieve something that's not yeah. even real because yeah. you're not even being honest For about sure, it. yeah. And that's, yeah. That's wild. There's thing. karma yeah. in that. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So. I want to circle back around test kind of how you had talked about, like, there's got to be mentors and there's probably a, a point in your career where you knew that, like, in order to get to the next level, you needed to invest in coaching, mentorship, mm -hmm. yeah. and so I know that you're doing some of that now, right? Yeah. And yeah. so how did you find which direction you were gonna go and those people, and who's who are the people that are inspiring you right now? So for, for me, it was about uh, four years ago, uh, four years, no, five years ago, four or five years ago, um, I kind of did it all myself. You know, back then there wasn't many podcasts. There wasn't many of that back in the olden days. It wasn't all that long ago. But podcasts and stuff really the last five years, four or five years really exploded. But back then there really wasn't many podcasts. And I'm more of a go-getter. Like like I told you, I just figure shit out on my own Google. And like I said, I used to do everything for the company top to bottom myself and figuring out, you know. Um, and I was really spinning my wheels. Um, and then I got to a point where... You know, I, I got the company really jumped that next level and I really didn't know what I was doing and I was just kind of like, I felt like I was kind of at the point where I needed some help. Like I didn't know what was going on, just being real, like some yeah. self, real myself. And that's when I got involved with like Andy and Ed as far as mentors, Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. Um, and I really been part of their group, their main group I've been part of, and just investing in myself. Because up to then, I barely had any schooling, mm -hmm. right? I barely had any schooling, and I built a seven-figure company almost not knowing what I was doing. How much of an investment did you put into that company to make it seven figures? I mean, I started with 300 bucks, so literally $300 <laughs> cash. I started with 300 bucks, no investments, never had any investors. I'm the sole owner, always have been. Um, and just 300, 600, 600, 1200, flip, 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 and got it up to, uh, like I said, seven figures. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, I need to really like invest in myself. I haven't invested in myself at all. I didn't go to school. This is all just self based on my work ethic I got here, which is amazing, but yeah. I knew to go to the next level from that, 
I needed to invest in myself. So I, you know, look at people that are doing kind of what I want to do in their way at the high level, you know, their nine figure companies and stuff like that. Um, and I've been working with them. And then as far as me wanting to give back is just like I said, you see in my social media, I post a lot of stuff and try to give free, free tips out. But I, I, I mentor and coach a lot of people now and it's really fulfilling and, and yeah. just giving back and helping them and and I love doing that honestly that's been that's grown a lot it's been about a year now I've been doing that business and it's growing really well and it's that's awesome amazing. Yeah. so when you know for our listeners right these are people that are trying to get tools in their tool belt and like really want to know like how do I do it how do I take the leap I don't think that people understand that when you're saying investing, you're putting money, you're paying somebody. Oh, and, oh, and it's, a, so, it's quite a big of an investment. So I'll, I'll tell you guys, for example, I'm very, I'm Persian, so we're frugal. I mean, not very frugal. It's funny because I'm, I'm, I like to get the best deal out of everything. I'll, obviously, you see the kind of cars I have. Like, I'll spend money on things that I really want. But as far as, like, I always, like, I never pay retail for anything. I always try to negotiate and work down a deal, right? And obviously, that's built in my blood. That's how we're built. Yeah. Um, and I went from, I'm going to figure this shit out myself. I don't need to pay anybody. <laughs> self-made self-built like I went from $300 to 1.2 million dollars that's great right the first time I invested my, in myself and hired some mentors it was $50,000 a year mm-hmm. so I went from spending zero to okay I need to figure this shit out here's $50,000 so did you track what kind of so you made a $50,000 investment uh-huh. in that year did you see sales go up? Did oh, yeah, you see? Oh yeah, yeah. It went from like one point one to like two point five. Okay, so, so I mean, well, yeah, yeah, that in it's itself, a good fifty grand. Yeah, right there. paid for itself, you know. Right. Um, so it's just it's de- it's the thing is is people. It's almost like they don't want to pay that. Like, and you probably get it. Like in the fitness industry, you know, people want free tips and stuff. They don't want the trainer. They don't want the nutrition. They don't realize that it's what it takes. Like, you got to invest in yourself. And here's the thing. Here's what people. Here's the real. I think the real reason why a lot of people don't like it, because it puts them in the mirror in front of themselves, and they real come to realization: if I'm going to actually pay this money. I'm going to have to fucking do the work. And they don't really want to do the work at the end of the day. So they can act like they want to be successful. They can, Mm -hmm. I want to get better. But if I'm not really putting money, but if I'm going to put my hard earned money, then I'm really going to have to do the work. And if I don't, I'm just going to throw that money away. And nobody wants to throw money away. So that's, I think, really deep down why people shy away from it a lot. Because Mm -hmm. they realize that like they're going to be forced to yeah. work out and eat healthy if they hire a trainer. Yeah. If they hire a mentor, they're going to force to work on their business more. And really, they don't want to. A lot yeah. of people talk about wanting to, but let's be real. We know how people, normal yeah. people are. The accountability piece. Well, even in our EO group, we were talking, and they had a panel come in, and these guys came in, and you know, one guy had sold his company for $500 million. Yeah. And one of the things that he said, and he's talking to people where they're basically trying to get them to get to the million dollar marker. So it's like an accelerator program for whatever business that they're focused on. And the first thing he said is if you're not taking half of what you're earning and investing it back into your marketing and your coaching, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And every single one was uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, wait, what? And no one's doing it at no all. No one's doing mm-hmm. it. But you know, you're looking at somebody that's done it and he sold two companies for over 500 million or like maybe just take his advice. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I he's mean, onto something here. <laughs> he, he's probably done something yeah. right here, yeah. right? But it does, it makes people uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's like if you're gonna do that, the accountability piece is that you've gotta do your part on the other end. And not just that, but 
admitting and owning that like you don't know something and that you need to work on yourself that's hard for people to do that's real people don't want to admit that like you know like they want to act like they know what everything right it's like and I'm just I don't know shit honestly like you know I don't I I just work my ass off let's be real I'm consistent and I work my ass off that's a huge piece to success though is humility oh 100% like I can't and and another to your point I think people don't want to pay the money because then they're accountable to it but I also think they don't want to pay the money because they're like well I made it this far right I made 1.2 million dollars I know it I know this game I don't need to pay somebody $50,000 you know and it's like wrong like that is exactly and that's why you'll stay at 1.2 yeah exactly like I said, go down because right. good luck maintaining that, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you're, let's talk Andy and Ed. I mean, they, like mm-hmm. you said, they're both in a position where I, I, I mean, I admire both of them. I think they give great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their podcasts are amazing. Have you, um, do you feel like they're pretty transparent as mentors and people that are coaching you where you're like, that's the kind of man I want to the left, to the right of me or? They are for sure there. I have, you know, I've built a personal relationship with them. You know, I text them all the time. Like, I'm friends with them, you know. And uh, they are, here's the thing. They are both amazing in what they do. I don't I don't aspire to be anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm very unique in myself in my positive shit and the shit that's bad about me. Because I'm not perfect at anything, right? Mm-hmm. They all, we all have bad and good shit about us. So, I'm just trying to be the best I can be. And if I can pull bits, I've pulled bits from mm-hmm. both of them. Like, you know, Andy was originally one I was attracted to because I listened to his podcast back in the day. And him and I are both really kind of rough and raw and similar aspects the way we are personality wise and Ed I just found out through him but it's more I got to know Ed I see more of me too and Ed too as well and the more I I hang around them and like I said just pulling bits and here's the thing let's be real like I'm not trying to copy them but you Mm -hmm. know you like she said earlier everybody's already done everything in this world like so it's like finding somebody who's done what you want to do and learning from them and pulling from them and emulating them and Mm -hmm. putting your own spin on it because that's in reality like you're not going to be the first to do anything here in this world anymore well a lot of people don't want to share they want to own their space and then they will hate on you if you come in where it's like I'm not, yeah, I'm the same way. I would love to give wisdom. I mean, I feel like that we talk about this in sisterhood, but like my wisdom to you on anything, whether it's business life, uh, parenting, is like a lifeline. For sure. And vice versa. And And it's such a selfish gesture to be like, I'm not sharing my 20 years. and 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 that's the way I am. A lot of my clients are apparel. You know, right? Mm-hmm. They're coming to me because I've done it. Like I said, go to someone that's done what you do, don't want to do, and learn from them. So a lot of people I coach are in apparel. So theoretically, I'm teaching competitors to compete against me. Mm-hmm. So I can't have that mindset. Like, and I genuinely want them to win because I believe yep. what you put out in this universe, you get back. Yeah. If you put out negativity and trying to yes. hold back and not share and hate on people, that's what you're going to get back. Yeah. But if I put out all this positivity, teach them. Because here's the thing, they're not me. I can teach them exactly yes. what I did. Yes. Good luck doing what I did because right. I know who I am right. and now there's not other me's out there. Right. So it's like, and I've done that. I've mm-hmm. taught plenty of people, but the thing is, that's why, especially in my industry, apparel is one of the hardest mm-hmm. industries, most saturated industries. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that apparel line because mm-hmm. it's so it's such a low barrier to, barrier to get into. Mm-hmm. You can like 300, 500 bucks, you can, you can start a company. Mm-hmm. So everyone starts apparel companies because it's 500 bucks to start a company. Who doesn't have an extra 500? I own mm-hmm. a company. 
I have an apparel company. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck scaling that, right? And then right. sticking with it because there's 5,000 other apparel companies. And that's, and that's where we're at now too because the challenges we're having during these times is there's so much competition, you know, more than ever. Even when I started eight years ago, Think about how many new leggings, Instagram apparel yeah. companies you see every yeah. day. It's like crazy saturated. Yeah. And they're all taking a little bit of market share here and yeah. there. So we're definitely feeling it. But then we're just figuring ways, you know, the, the, the meaning behind our brand and the culture behind it to stand out mm-hmm. against all these other brands that kind of don't stand for anything, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's just being consistent with that and kind of sticking with it because, and then being consistent and, and weathering the storm because a lot of these people aren't going to be able to stick with it for a long mm-hmm. time. And then they'll fall out. Yeah. So. It's good. Hey, so as we wrap this up, like one thing that we really like to talk about is um, just kind of sharing, which I think we did at the beginning of this, is like one really positive thing from 2021, because we're weeks out from it being a whole new year. Um, What's one thing that you can say that was just really wonderful about this year? Shoot, that's a hard question. This year is shit. <laughs> Which is why we love asking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like we can like say it. Oh, no, for sure. Good, right? and I, and like, I'm, I'm a very positive person. Um, I would say the positive thing is the adversity. Um, being the hardest year I've had probably in the last five years, um, I am actually grateful and thankful for that because it's, it, you know, you have to lose to win. That's my mindset. You know, I, I've lost plenty of times and I win because I've lost and what I learned from those experiences and whatnot. So for me, it's almost a kick in the pants because like we said, you can get kind of comfortable as you become successful and not that I, and I'll be real. Yeah. There's been times I felt comfortable and I'm happy and, and, you know, almost like a kick in my ass. So I'm actually thankful that I have had probably the most adversity um, business-wise this year than I've had in a long time because it's causing me to really refocus, um, adapt, and pivot and and dive back in really to my roots. And, you know, not that I ever forgot, but just being real, it's, it's, you know, everybody gets comfortable to some sort or another, you know, and it's almost forced me to, it's reignited, not can't talk, reignited a flame in me um, Mm -hmm. and really just re-motivating me to really crush it. And like I said, it's, it's just part of life and part of that learning process where now I'll never get back to that place because it's been scary at times honestly like I said just being real with you guys and not that like I'm like a dollar away from losing everything but for me I don't even want to get anywhere close to there <laughs> right. because like I said I have that chip on my shoulder anytime yeah. I get mm-hmm. any kind of inclination of that feeling like it's you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's like I'm thankful for that honestly yeah. that's a weird weird answer to that question but I'm thankful for it. the adversity and I'm thankful it's been hard because it's forced me to really dig deeper not deeper than I've ever dug but like I said the last three years has been great to me yeah. and I don't want it to be just easy right? right because think about the first five years it was so hard so it's like just reminding me and we all need that at times because like I oh, said yeah. that's the main thing that causes people to lose their success is they get so comfortable and they forget like the original grind that got yep. them there yeah. right yep. so I really feel like the Lord put it on my heart this year like going into this year it's like so many people bookshelf things that they were going to do maybe they were little maybe it was a trip or maybe you bookshelf something 15 years ago that you really felt and never left your heart spun on your heart for 15 years and you know you're supposed to do it maybe you didn't level up like you should have in this last season but i really feel like it's this season of claiming what is yours like whatever that is just claim it and then do it like quit thinking about it quit spinning your wheels on it like the resources are there i mean we've got more resources than we know what to do with it's yeah. like just being able yeah. to like 
put one foot in front of the other. And I feel like people really need inspiration in this season because people have isolated. 100%. They don't even know how to have a conversation no. now. I mean, like it, us it sitting was, down. It was cafe, already bad before that. Oh, I mean, with technology yeah. mm-hmm. and the way that, right? Yeah. I mean, they can't even communicate. They barely can communicate over yep. this. That's already was bad. And then you throw this into yeah. it and it makes it even worse, right? You ask people how they're doing, they're like, I don't, I don't even know. You know, I've had people look at me like, I, and I'm like, that's, that's really not good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just knowing, like, um, you know, I love that you said that because I'm the same way. Like when you really have to get down, get back to your basics, there's something beautiful about simplicity. Yeah. And you got, yes. don't ever leave those basics, yeah. you know, don't, don't forget what got you where you were got like ever. You yeah. know? And that's like I said, that's what keeps me who I am because like I said, I have lost everything and I have lost plenty and I'll never forget that. And I don't know how you can. I don't know how some people do, but I never can. You know, yeah. I can't. Um, and like you said, it's just there's so much opportunities now more than ever mm-hmm. because <laughs> there's a lot of people doing less than ever nowadays. So yeah. it's like if you could be one of those that actually goes out there and does this kind of stuff, there's more opportunities ever to stand out. Right, yes. where back in the day, a lot yes. of people had this kind of work ethic mm-hmm. and values, and everyone was kind of on that page. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, so true. Like we're like dogging out. Yeah, yeah. People are like, "You're crazy." You're like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, because I work hard." Yeah. That's wow. There's people are distracted now. They're trying yeah. to chase that dollar, and they're trying to make it here, there, and everywhere, and yeah. they're not. You know, they're just well, they're distracted by this thing. Yeah. yeah, and they want everything they see on it, but the the the. So what I'm looking for. The ironic thing is for them to get that shit they see on it, they had to put this fucking thing down and actually yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> that's like you gotta start over yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. It's so like it's, crazy. It's, it's like insane. Yeah, right? That's good. I do uh, have to get something off my chest though, because Andy Frazella came up, which I love that. And I this year, um, my <laughs> I did twelve hard. One sixth of seventy five hard. I did twelve. Twelve 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 hard. Twelve hard. Did that legitimately? Because we started. This started. We went to Palm Springs together. I think it was my idea when you when everyone was real toasted in the pool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I was not totally prepared for what the fuck that was. Right. But I am proud of myself. I did twelve days, and it was not easy, especially building a business. I'm like, when am I supposed to work out again? Well, it was dark outside yeah. and it was whatever right yeah. and i it sucked yeah but i'm not proud so, of the fact that it's 12 so i'm gonna why, have to go back do and do 75? 70 i don't because i did 12 <laughs> <laughs> hey, i want you to know when i say toasted yeah. like we like everyone was really good we're you know yeah. i love to like entertain and cook oh, for food sure. and then i'm yeah. like She's we're in this like, beautiful house and you said let's like, do something hey when we get back you yeah. know after this trip on monday do. i'm like yeah so yeah. what is that I knew she was but and I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. the deal. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, yeah. I, I talk to Andy about it all the time. Um, I I do a lot of things from that program I have for a long time. Mm-hmm. I do multiple workouts a day. I do the eating with no cheating. Um, I basically take pictures every day. I read every day. Reading is a thing I have to start back up on. It's oh. 10 pages. I can read it like that. Yeah. So that's some pictures, the workouts. The main thing for me, the only thing that would be a little hard for me is the outside workouts. Yeah. The fact that they have yes. to be outside. Like I said, I do a 30 minutes of the stairs in the morning. I work weights yeah. for an hour. I do 30 minutes of stairs at night. So I do more than enough workouts. Mm-hmm. I eat with no cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, I take pictures of me all day long. <laughs> um, and uh, I can read 10 pages. But for me, and you know, I've talked about doing the program for a while, but I do a lot of 
aspects of the program and I have for years mm-hmm. in my life. Um, it's just the outdoor. But I told him uh, I was going to do it. I need to do it just to be part of it. And like I said, I've, I've learned so much from him. And he's such a close friend of mine that I think the program is so amazing. It's changed so many people. It's a mental aspect, yeah. honestly. The, yeah. the, oh, the, the physical, you know, but like I said, that's part of why I'm so successful is my mental aspect. Mm-hmm. Like I've lived like that for almost my whole life, right? Yeah. yeah. So like that's how I am. But that a lot of people to do that kind of shit is hard right it's like that's how i am that's how i am you know that's how i am for my you know (laughs) but um the outdoor is the thing i gotta just suck up and do whether it's 30 minutes 45 minutes of walking or something i don't know it's just outdoor um Maybe it'd be good to be for me to get outdoors. That's the thing I keep telling myself. Get out of the dungeon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tell myself a bullshit excuse. I'm gonna do it though. Why don't we do it together? Oh no, another <laughs> challenge. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> no. I mean, I'll do it regardless if you do it okay, or not. Okay, I mean, I okay, okay. I, I see you. you. I don't need I you to you. tell me to do it, but uh, okay. I think you can do it. And I think All you right. should do it. What's what day are you starting? You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. I'm- this like started said, as your deal. <laughs> you said you were starting. You tell me when you want to start. January 1st? All right, we'll table it. January 1st? Oh, man. You know, a... most people throw in the towel in their New Year's resolutions on January 1st. Yeah. Because oh. they're so hungover. Oh, yeah. Oh, coming yeah. into it. They say, like, the week before, I'm going to do this, yeah. and they're so drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's quite We can wild. do it. Like I said, I think I need to do it. Like I said, I, I'm doing it. That's what I yeah. do. But it's just the outdoor is a little different. It's just a little tweak, but as far as most of it and that's why like I said that's why he has something so successful because a lot of people they can imagine doing that well that's yeah. how I live my life you I know mean, too you can walk mean, down to Smithville and get a coffee yeah there you go there's your outdoor yeah well, I mean are you guys ever going to open I mean we're going to open in the next <laughs> six days I hope so or I'm going to be on I'm with gonna... the new <laughs> no we're almost there we uh that's a whole different thing yeah. but yes I mean it's going to be awesome when it's open for sure you know yeah, and we're going to be neighbors yeah I'll be seeing you all the time amazing. yeah I'm really excited for that and this too, like I said, this is an amazing place. I, I've only been here a couple of times. That's yeah, it's been it's a bit of a blessing for me. Like it's good to I have bet. a dungeon yeah, that's yours, right? Of course, like yeah. I Huge. spend mo- more hours in this office, like by myself in a creative space, and it allows me the space to create Smithville or to carry through. I mean, to be in a marketplace in the gym industry, it's saturated yeah. as well. You know, for over a decade and yeah. two. Like I, I I text you the other day and said like, hey, will you make sure this guy knows I'm a business professional? Yeah. Like that to me, um, and as a woman, to be like respected as a business professional in this industry, like that matters to me, you know, yeah. a lot because yeah. I'm that's what I'm doing. I'm creating businesses right now in this marketplace. And yeah. Smithville's one of many. I'm going after the Jamba Juice market share. Of course. Like I want Hell some yeah. of that money, you Hell know? Yeah. And so it, it'll be cool to see that it started in our little town. Heck yeah. And then yours is your own business too, right? Or, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's my own. How's it going? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I I think that... Um, is your first time having your own business? or My first time. Yeah. So I've been an attorney for seven years. Um, I went to law school while I was a, in the sheriff's department. Um, four and a half years of night school, nice. which is kind of like what we, we've yeah. talked about, right? Oh, yeah. Is like that having something that... Um, oh, thank you. You're Just got a, a little deterring law awesome. notepad and pen. Um, I'm really like this next year is going to be just yeah. huge focus on growth. For me, estate planning is kind okay. of where I've got cool. my foot in, but um, it's it'll turn into yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, well, cool. I'm, I'm super. Like I said, I've been pretty close to Jessica for a while, and for me, I love seeing strong, empowered women going after it. I, I think there needs to be more of it. Like I said, there's just it's you know like entrepreneurship is like male dominated. I mean, mm-hmm. not now more than ever, but I think it needs to be more women 
you know, like I said, it, and I love seeing it because that's what my brand, you know, that my whole brand is about empowering women and, and empowering everyone, really. But like I said, yeah. I, I love seeing it. So proud I of you. I love that. And, yeah, and you, you too, you know, I'm proud of you, everything you're doing. So, Thanks. yeah, you guys gotta just keep going. And really, like, for you guys, just do all you can to motivate and inspire that next generation. Absolutely. Like, you can, because like I said, this is the way this world is, and it's just the way everyone has the different sexes and everything. It's mm -hmm. just bullshit, right? So yeah. it's just like you guys give those younger girls hope and just show them by doing right yeah. that's it yeah so. i love that exciting yeah. and um you know i'm excited for we've had small talk about partnerships and stuff going into the new year but for everybody that's listening this podcast will actually air in 2022 so okay. i want to say happy that's new year awesome. happy that's holidays but brian and i are going to do some cool collaborations going into for the sure. new year at winks fitness and so i can't wait to make some of those announcements and who knows when this drops maybe we'll make that announcement yeah heck yeah, yeah. appreciate you thank you so much yeah, for coming and joining us yeah. well actually we'll i would love to do a follow-up in sure. 2022 yes. and talk biz yeah. and see where things are at yeah. and um but we just appreciate your yeah. time today and appreciate thanks for coming guys. yeah thanks so much of very course, nice to meet yeah. you good to meet you